and he's so good. I appreciate Ron and all the work he does. And I, I said first service, he doesn't know this, but he does now. He's involved in Christmas Eve on the 24th because him and Justin are involved in a skit, and so are the youth from uh, 180. I think that was Scott and Justin. No, no, that was you. <laughs> it was you. And, uh, but, uh, but if you can't, I'm sure Scott will. Oh, we lost a leg. Looky there, Katie. Everybody just watch Scott while he fixes the pulpit. That's pretty good. I'm going to catch a fox and cut his tail off. Yep. Scotty is awesome. I couldn't do a, uh, what we do without Scott and his wonderful team. But is God good? Man, it's, it's exciting. We're, we're glad you're with us today. And um, I don't know how many shopping days are till Christmas, but they're getting closer. Um, you, we went out, and uh, the stores are getting busy. Has anybody experienced that? People are so happy when they're waiting in line. And parking. Parking. I pulled into a spot. Evidently, somebody else wanted that. They were happy about that. They were on the other lane. They weren't even in my lane. And I was just like, pull over there, and I've got the look. Like, I guess they were eyeing that spot from a lane over, you know. But we would already, I got the look when I got out of the car. So does that count then? Probably not. I didn't think so. I probably should have gave him my spot. I want to talk to you this morning about uh, understanding faith. Because, you know, what we do as believers, we have to figure out how this thing works. How faith works. How is our life different now that we're a believer than when we're not? But before, let me, I forgot an announcement I need to tell you. If there's men in the building, and I know there is, Saturday we are going to Pastor Gary's church at Faith Life in New Albany, Johnstown. There's a men's breakfast there. We are leaving the church at 6.30 a.m., leaving. So if you come at 6.35, you can meet me at Faith Life um, because we're going to be leaving. Because it takes about an hour to get there, and, and the, the thing starts at 8. And we kind of want to get there a little early because it'll be packed. And uh, there's going to be a teaching on healing. But there's, you know, for guys, this is the thing that, this is the language of men. Ladies, what's the language of men? Don't say the one thing because there's really only two languages. The other thing, food. <laughs> that concludes our message. Thanks for coming. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to leave at 630. And here's one of the reasons. I was with Pastor last night, and the facility is the Now Center, and I've spoken there before. And, but it's huge. I mean, it, it's really, it's big, but it, it'll tell you why the Lord got us this building and the things that we're going to do eventually. I mean, we're looking in the near future, we're believing God to be able to remove the ceiling at Kidstown and put a two-story, uh, like, treehouse and things and all kinds of stuff. So we have all these plans that we're going to be doing. We'll bring those to you. But I mean, and, and all the areas that we have in this, but that facility... They are, they are putting on, and it'll be starting before you know it, a 13, now get this, $13 million expansion. I'm like, help me, Jesus. And, and everything that you see there is basically, when you go in Saturday, is going to be basically youth and kids area. I get to speak at their youth camp every year, and, and that's just amazing. And now our youth group is, is growing, and the kids are excited, and so we're, we're just... We we're blessed to have that headship, but I wanted to expose you to that so you could see where we're heading and what's going on, and then we'll probably offer times where maybe as a church on a Saturday night, if, you know, if I'm heading down that way or we want to pick one, you know, we'll just tell you, give you some directions, we'll have them out there, you can meet us down that way, they'll even save a section for us, 
um, you know, just so you can go and just kind of like, wow, that's pretty cool. But it is, it's amazing how a big church feels like this size. You know, it, it doesn't feel like you're lost. Uh, is this so friendly and so good? And that's, you know, that's the direction we're heading. So God is good. But I want us to understand faith. Uh, I got one more thing. Man, I'd like to get myself together. How about if I do that? Uh, this Saturday as well, across the street at, um, I don't know what the church is called, but Pastor Hall's church, at 2 o'clock till whenever, there is a Christmas toy auction. And the toys are all new, but if you like, boy, I want to get some toys at a very discounted price, I guess they have it packed and they have a great sale on toys this coming Saturday at 2 o'clock on. So I promised him that I would announce that because everybody could use some help at the holidays. And so anyway, let's go back to the faith. So we got to understand the kingdom of God. And so just to kind of make this really real, we are all citizens in the United States. And because we're citizens in the United States, we have rights. We have citizenship and it has rights and laws and rules. You can... You can disobey those of which the police will come and take you away if you, you know, do things that are really serious. Uh, so there are things that we do that work, and there are things that, you know, that are illegal that you cannot do. Every kingdom has a king, and every king in the kingdom, the kingdom has rules, and the kingdom of heaven is no different. There are rules, as you're a believer, or there are laws that you cannot change in the kingdom just because you don't like the way something works. If you're in a uh, I'm teaching Maddie how to drive, and I'm like, this is a 35 zone. If she wants to go 70, how many knows that's not going to work? She can want to go 70, and she could, but she's going to break that, and the consequences there, you don't obey the laws of the kingdom, then you suffer the consequences. How many understand what I'm saying? So, okay, so understanding that in the kingdom, there are, are uh, laws that operate for our protection and our provision, and we have rights there. And so we need to exercise those rights. So I'm going to explain faith just a little bit. Hopefully, something will go off in your mind. You'll be like, oh, man, that's it. So, and how, how it works. If we understand and get some wisdom, how many knows if we get wisdom and understanding, then we can actually apply and we, can, we have our belief system is affected? So if we have faith, we can put it when we became, you know, God gave you some faith when you became a believer. Every man, he gave a measure of faith. I'll explain that in a second. But faith grows when you use it, just like muscles. You must use them, and when you use them, they get bigger. Your faith grows as you use it. And we are in a society that is waiting on God. I'm just waiting on God. And I understand there's a time when we wait on God. Be still and know that I'm the Lord and all of that. I get it. But there is a time also where we, we have to do what our part is. We have to exercise the part that God has given us. Just to sit by and say, I'm a Christian. You know, just because you go to McDonald's doesn't make you a Big Mac. If you, you, I'm a Christian, just because you say it doesn't make it so. You know, it, faith without works is dead. But here's the thing. The world sees what they see. They go, and we'll talk about that in a second. They go by what they see. We go by past that. So we need to understand that there's some exercising that we have to do, that we have to act on what we believe. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm tired of church, just religion, and rules that are just religious and that really don't apply and they're not in the bible they're just man made up god's talking about your faith being fully persuaded in other words there's no doubt you are fully how many of you know what a fully persuade i'm fully persuaded i you know what i'm fully persuaded this woman loves me why not always sure of that but she does so i'm, I'm persuaded that way i you couldn't convince me that she doesn't love me 
So, you know, what happens when we are fully persuaded? What is that? Heaven is waiting on us and really cannot move unless it has a man or woman who is in faith. And faith is being in agreement with heaven that releases authority in the earth realm. That is us exercising what Jesus has given us. All power was given to him, and he's delegated that to you. When you exercise that and you walk in fully persuasion, or you are, I believe what the word says, how many knows that this is the promises of God? This is what we go by. It is our instruction manual. This is everything. This is the word. So understanding how it's released. So here we go. Now remember the fig tree that Jesus cursed? Remember the story? He walks by, the disciples are there. He goes, there's leaves, there's no figs. He curses the tree. The disciples hear it. They come back the next day, the tree's dead. Okay, so this is what he does. So Mark 4, 40 and 41, it says this. Now I'm, I'm going to look, let's look at Matthew 18, 18 first real quick. Let me read that real quick and then we'll go to the other. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Mork, Mindy. Really is no more than Mindy, is there? Okay. I tell you the truth, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Now, here's the issue that we have. In people, we make up our own things. Sometimes I, th I think we loose the wrong stuff because we don't bind the right stuff. Think about it. We, you know... You want fear to run rampant in your life? You can lose fear. Because sometimes we've bound faith. And fear is the opposite of faith. We have some of this backwards. Because what we understand, if we would really understand, we really know how it works, but we don't let it work for us. So we need to understand faith and say, okay, God, how do we do that? That's Matthew 18, 18. So let's go to Mark 4, 40 and 41. He asked him, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified. Who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So the wind and the waves. Now, this is the story of Jesus. He's in the boat, and you know there's a storm, and he, he speaks to the wind and the waves. So the wind and the waves. Now, I, you're going to have to follow me here. Now, he spoke to it, so they obeyed his faith, but they obeyed his word because his word was based on that word, and so he was able to speak that word, believe in full agreement, and it had to obey his faith because he put it in action. He spoke, it happened. So you, here's our first thought this morning. You've got to believe the word. The word has to be converted to faith. Now, we're in the Christmas season. How many have watched any of the Santa Claus movies? Santa Claus 2. How many remember that one? This is what they did. Now, this is not going to seem spiritual, but just hang with me. So this is what they do. Remember they took the little toy Santa, they put it on the belt, and it's going to go through the machine, and it's going to come out the big replica Santa. How many remember the movie? Seven of you. That's nice. That's going to help out really well. But that's what they do. It duplicates uh, the Santa. Now, the reason I'm using that illustration is that's what happens. This is what we have to understand. Now, we don't have a machine like that, but you're going to get the word, and it has to be converted to faith. You are the machine. Your job is to load the wagon. You, you are to put the word in. It comes into you, and then in your belief system, your system inside of what you believe is right, what you believe is true, what you believe is absolutely the bottom line, 
is converted, and then when you speak it, it is transformed into from words on the page to believing words that go into use. Do you get it? You see, faith is servant to the believer. Your faith, what God has given you, the things that he tells you in his word, the promises, if you believe them and you convert them, you take them in. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. You have to hear it and hear it. And you, when you confess it, you, you say it, and it's coming now. It's somehow dropping from here down to here, 18 inches. You have to convert it. There are people all over that can, I know the word, I know the word. I'm happy for you. But do you believe the word? There's a big difference. There's people that know this book a lot better than I do. And there's probably people that have more faith than I do. I, I get that. But just saying, just saying it, yeah, that's great, but do you believe it? That's a big difference. That's a big difference, and that, that faith responds to your belief. It is serving you. It has to be converted. Faith does the work. I use this illustration. I'm going to use it again. Devin's over here. Bye, Cassie. Wave at me, Devin. Smack him, Cassie. Good job. All right. Now, Devin, let's just call Devin faith man. Dun, dun, dun. Devin's faith man. And if I said, man, I am thirsty, faith man, get me some water. I don't have to worry. I know that if I told him to do that, he would get me water. He would, I'll be right back. And he would go get me a water. He'd probably toss it to me, hopefully with the lid on. But he would do that. Why? Because faith would do the work. I would speak that. And I'm just using an illustration. I, I don't operate that way. I can get my own water. But I'm trying to... Say, I, I believe that he would understand I didn't have a chance to get it, but, but because I have this word, I'd tell him and he would act on that. That's how it has to be converted. Faith is waiting to do a job you're going to send it to do. You can't do this by yourself. So many times we have tried to do things by ourselves. Now, just... <clears throat> the other day, I wanted to, I have a mulcher mower, and it has a bag on it. And because, you know, the leaves are mostly down, I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm going to take the baggy thingy, the mulcher thing, and fill the bag and dump the leaves out. I went to, I pulled my mower out. I'm going to work. And I pulled that lever, the choke lever, or the throttle of the mower. You know, you hold with your handle so it goes and stops. Broke. Not happy. But, you know, I'm like, well, save me from, you know, doing the leaves. And then I figured I did it the old-fashioned way. Did one trip of that and then said, I'm getting the mower fixed. <laughs> now, here's the thing, and, and this is the story I want to tell you. So I, I order the part, and if, if some people think, well, Pastor has it so easy. Nothing ever happens to him. Really? <laughs> and there's a glass slipper, and PK's going to put it on my foot. <laughs> uh, so um, they sent me the wrong part, and so then I had to say, you sent me the wrong part. So they said, oh, we're sorry, we'll send you the right part. In the meantime, it snows, so now I can't see the leaves. So that kind of takes care of some of the problem for a little while. But I can't figure out how to get the throttle lever now. There is an eyelet with the throttle cable, and the, and the cable's already crimped. I don't have a tool to uncrimp it unless I cut it and redo it. I don't know how to, if I have enough wire. Of course, I could replace the throttle wire. I really don't want to do that. I, I'm somewhat handy, but I'm just like, I don't want to do that. So I came in, and I'm frustrated because I want to fix this thing. 
And if I'd ask PK, this is what she'd say. You need to pray in the Spirit. You just need to go pray in the Holy Ghost. She doesn't really talk like that, but it's for effect. So I knew she'd say that. So that's why I do that, you know. And this is what the Lord told me. He said, call Uncle Tom. So I called my Uncle Tom. He's sitting back over here. It's his birthday today. Wave at him. He's 26. <laughs> Maybe not, but he's, it is his birthday. So anyway, I, and he says, well, send me a couple pictures. And I told him, I said, I, I don't want to buy a new throttle cable. How do I get this eyelid in here? Because this is what I'm hoping. He has a tool that will uncrimp the thing. We can put it through. We can recrimp it or something. He's like, I don't have a tool like that. And so he, I sent him some pictures. I sent back, and, and uh, we get back in touch with each other because I'm thinking, Lord, why? Uh, you know, do you want me to call him? And let me tell you, this is what we, I, I'm going to get somewhere with this, so I need you to pay attention. He said, I got an idea. He said, maybe you, you got a nut and a bolt that you could put through the eyelet and put it through the thing that attaches to your handle and fasten it there, and maybe that would work. I'm like, what a great idea. Guess who doesn't have a nut and a bolt? And so, you know, I thanked him, and I said, that might work. And so we hung up, and I went right back to work. If I'd go back to PK, she'd say, you need to go pray in the spirit. But, I, you know, so I'm, I'm like, Lord, I, this is what he says. It's in a basket on the shelf. I go into my garage, and I go to my workbench, and I am looking frantically for everything. I'm telling you, folks, I'm entertainment for heaven. And I'm like, Lord, there is no bolt here. There is no bolt here. And this is what I hear. I said shelf. Oh. So I turn around, and there's a shelf behind me, and there's a basket. Now, when I went to the basket, this is what's going through my mind. I'm not going, is there a bolt in the basket? I'm grabbing the basket going, where's the bolt? Did you hear it? That's what I'm doing. And sure enough, there's a bolt in there with a nut. I found a washer, put the washer on both sides, and, and the mower works. So my point is, you can't, what you need to do for faith, you can't do it in your natural. For you to get to where you want to go, you can't always do it in the natural. You're going to need the Holy Spirit. So if you need a new job, where do you want me to apply, Lord? You're having some trouble with your health. God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to handle this? You have to let your faith do the work. Now, again, it's not faith in, we need our action, but it is faith in this. Did you catch this? It is the word. So when we convert the word, we're getting the word from here. It's going in our belief system, and we are speaking it out, and we're in agreement with this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is going to do it for us. We have to, have, we have to believe in the words that we speak. What are you standing on? You're believing God for this or that, or I need, I need pay, are you being obedient to the Lord? Are you doing what he said? I'm believing God you know, for this. And sometimes we, we just wait. I'm just waiting on God. Are we waiting on God to shake a money tree in heaven? They don't, knew, they don't use money in heaven. It's used down here. So then you need to, okay, God, give me an idea or concept in the marketplace to create money to do what you need me to do so I can put my hand to it so that you'll bless the work of my hands. Zero in, zero in heaven is still zero. So understanding, God, I need you, and I need to be able to do this faith. So I'm getting this to you so that you can be in the picture, but get out of the picture that it's, it is dependent on you, but it's not solely dependent on you because it's not based on you it's based on what jesus did 
And it's based on the Calvary. It's based on the word in Calvary. You are needed for the belief part. So if the wind did the wind and the sea obey him? Yes, but it obeyed his word because his word had authority that was that he could do that. Did you know you can do that? Jesus said, if you've seen me do it, you can do that. That seems crazy to you. Seems crazy to me. Crazy as it seems, I've done it. We've done it. Kim and I have both done it. When we were on staff, the first place we were on staff, there was a tornado coming. We had kids lined up in the basement, and they had the sirens going off. We had the kids with their head in their knees and their hands over their head. Some of them are crying, and I'm like, hey, everybody, look up at me. This is going to be okay. And I had had enough. Have you ever had enough? So I went outside, and people were like, "Whoa, what are you doing? I went outside, and I'm doing the Moses thing. I feel like I'm Iron Man. And I'm rebuking the wind and the tornado, and magically, it, it stops and goes another way. Why? Because my belief was in the Word of God. And because I gave faith something to do. And see, part of you are arguing in your mind right now, you can't do that. Well, the Bible says if you have faith as a mustard seed, why can't I do that? The Bible doesn't say I can't do that. If you say I can't do that, I'm not basing, if I'm basing it on you, I couldn't do that. But I'm basing it on this. If I'm basing it on me, I couldn't do that. I'm basing it on this. So listen to this. It's fully persuaded. Winds and the waves do not obey his faith, but his words that have authority, which is converted to his faith. Are you getting it? You can have faith and no results. That's in Romans 10.10. With our heart, we are justified. Faith being fully persuaded. So it makes it legal. This is a case of legality. If I'm a believer in Jesus, I'm following Jesus, I have legal rights to be able to exercise my faith to come against the enemy. Are you understanding? I have rights where the enemy, he can try, and, and he will. But if, I, if there's a new sheriff in town, he can't come in. He can't come in and do what he can ransack my house. Not on my watch. He can't do that. Why? Because my faith is active. So we take action. Remember, faith is really a definition. It's our heart condition. What you really believe. Well, if that doesn't come through, I have a plan B. Let me just say, if you have a plan B, your plan B is your plan A. If this doesn't work, I'll just use MasterCard. Then you might as well just go ahead and use your MasterCard. What's your heart say? What is it based on? The Bible says that God gave us a measure of faith. And this is what I believe. That he gave us the measure that each of us need for the capacity we need to be in faith for. In other words, whatever you're coming against, you got faith for that. He put it there. You going to exercise it? Are you going to stand up and say, this will not take me down? This will not take me under? The enemy is a liar. Some of you are going through all kinds of stuff. And you know why? Because you're listening to the wrong voice. Don't give him time. Answer every thought. The bad ones, answer them. Not doing that. Get out. 
Answer them. Don't let them just, oh, I might look at you later. No, don't. No, answer it. Boom, you're done. Doesn't line up with the word, you're done. I'm telling you that has helped me. Man, I worked at Cedar Point two summers, and you used to see those machines where the taffy was just like, you know, and they put that, and it just kind of, and that's sometimes how we feel, like, I can't be stretched anymore. God, I'm going to snap. Are you tired of it? What are you believing? Thought two, put your faith in charge. Your faith is the drive. It, your situation obeys your faith. What are you saying? Listen to what you, I can talk to somebody for five minutes and listen to them. I can tell you where their faith is at. I'm guilty of it as well. And I got to like, oh man, I got to watch that. Luke 17, 5 and 6, the apostle said to the Lord, how do we increase our faith? And he answered, if you have faith even as a mustard seed. Now again, we're talking about that. You can say to the mountain, be uprooted and going into the sea, it would obey you. So who would say it? He's telling you to say it. And it's going to obey what? Your word and your faith. Do you really believe that it would happen? If you don't have any faith, it's not going to obey you. Now, I've got so many stories. I was telling Pastor Gary a story last night. He goes, man, you should preach that. And one of these days, I'm going to write a book, and I'm in the process of trying to figure it out. I've never written a book, so I'm trying to figure it out. But... I've learned a lot about faith, and, you know, and I've, t- I've taught you about sowing and reaping and believing and faith we receive when we pray, not when it shows up. So uh, when I go, just like I looked for the bolt, I wasn't wondering if the bolt was going to be there. I was looking like, where is it in the basket? Big difference. So when I go deer hunting, I kind of, as pastor would say, I go deer harvesting. So I know I'm going to get a deer. Now, sometimes I, maybe it wouldn't be that time, but I just know... I'm going to get one, whether it's he's taking time to get the deer to me or whatever the case is. Sometimes the bigger the faith, you know, if I wanted a, um, a monster buck, if there's no monster buck in the woods I'm hunting, then that monster buck's got to move from somewhere to get to my woods. How many know what I'm saying? So when I go deer hunting, depending on what I want, I'm not wondering if the deer will come. I'm wondering when he's going to show up in which firing lane that I'm going to harvest this deer at. Does that make sense? So here we go. This story, pastor was laughing. He said, you need to write this down. True story. We lived and had 16 acres that butted up against hundreds of other acres. I had four deer stands out in my woods. Awesome deer hunting. Awesome. But I'm telling you, again, entertainment for heaven. Here I am. Now, this is gun week. I'm out in orange. I've got my gun. I have wrote on a check. I sowed my seed, and I said, I want a really nice eight point. A nice one. You know, and for a guy, when you want eight, I have an eight point on my wall now, but, and it was just my first deer. But I wanted one that was like, hmm, you know, I have a 12 point in, in my office, but so anyway, a nice eight point. We put it on the check, prayed with Kim. She agreed with me, sowed our seed. I'm out there. I'm believing I got my deer. I get out there. I'm sitting on a white bucket out in the open. I mean, just in the woods, but I mean, I'm not covered up. I've got orange on. I'm just sitting on a white bucket. I'm right up against a tree that I carved. I love Kim on the tree. I'd had it there. This is one of my favorite spots. So I had it in two trees, and it was a heart. And you know, So I got that, and I, so I, I, I'm cold. And, and again, I'm a guy, so you know, now I'm hungry. So I set my gun up there, and I'm cold. So I just think, okay, I'm just going to get a little warm. And I fall asleep. So I'm, I'm sitting on this white bucket in the middle of... And I wake up, and from me to where Rick is, like three rows back, there is a beautiful, big, 
eight point laying down. He's just laying there. I'm out in the open. He's just laying there staring at me. Now, you've got to ask yourself, why is that deer there? He can see me. I mean, he's looking right at me. <laughs> Hi there. How are you? <laughs> and I'm like, first I'm thinking I'm dreaming. Then I realize I'm not dreaming. He's looking right at me. And I'm thinking, man, he's beautiful. Well, now my gun is over here. So... You know, I'm trying to do that, and the whole time I'm thinking, he's going to run, he's going to run. And my heart is beating out of my chest. And he takes off, and I grab my gun, and blah, blah, three shots, and for him just to go, see ya. He was that close, and I missed him, and I'm still like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So i got to ask myself, he had to see me, let alone he had to smell me. I mean, I had an invitation card, want you to come for dinner, come on. Why is he there? Because of this principle. Because by covenant, faith went out because I believed what the word said. And faith brought him there and he laid down not even 10 yards in front of me. I'm, so I had to start asking myself, I'm on to something. How do we convert things to faith? How does things like that happen? We got to start telling our mountain about our God instead of our God about our mountain. We don't have to climb the mountain. Let's remove it or dissolve it. Let's just get it out of the way. When you're operating by faith, you're operating in the eternal realm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some secrets here. The eternal realm is in the spiritual things. Natural things are controlled by spiritual things. Natural things are controlled by spiritual things. Natural things depend on spiritual things for their own existence. Jesus cut that tree off. Remember the fig tree again. He cut it off from what? The root. Can you see the root? No. So he cut it off from the unseen, the spiritual, the eternal thing. The world works on the seen, the natural. I see the leaves. What can we see? But he goes for the root. The, the spiritual, beyond the physical, deeper than the surface, past the normal. If we would understand that principle, we would see great results. Because if, you know, just let me just say this. You are body, soul, and spirit. But if your spirit left your body, your body would not exist. It would just collapse. Because your body is dependent on the spirit to function. We need the spiritual Here's the third thought. You pick the level that operates, temporary or forever. Today or forever, temporary or eternal. So the world deals with their problem again on the scene. What they see. Seeing is believing. We believe that believing is seeing. They focus on what is the natural. God's people go to the unseen. We go to the root. And if you're not seeing results, maybe you're just doing it because, oh, I didn't see anything happen. So therefore, if I didn't see it happen... It didn't happen. But how many know when Jesus spoke to the fig tree, it looked the same when he was done talking. But as soon as he spoke it, those roots were going, I'm melting. What a world, what a world. We go to the spiritual. When we manage it at the level God wants us, then we win. 
So many times I've tried to manage something on the natural, and that's why I didn't get results. Let me just explain this. In the spiritual realm, Satan is not in that realm to operate the way you think he does. Think about this. When he was cast out of heaven, he was cast down to the earth, and he is God of this world. And this world operates in the five senses, the natural, the seeing, the touching, the smelling, the hearing, the tasting. All in that, he will operate and play mind games with you. When you move to the spiritual, that's why the enemy cannot read your thoughts. God is omniscient. He knows your thinking. He knows what you're doing. But then you have to speak and put things in motion. The enemy only goes by your actions. You know why? Because he's not in the other realm. Not that way. He just messes with your head. He messes with what you think is true or what you think is right. The realm that you can operate in is the realm that God is is giving you permission to do that by covenant. So when you speak to those bills, you go to the root. So you start saying, all right, so what do we have? And so here's what I'm dealing with. I mean, I need you to to, to understand, because Marion has been hit hard, has it not? Part of it is because we have allowed it to happen. We haven't taken authority where we needed to. Not not everybody, and I get that. I love Marion, and and you're here on a a reason. And I believe Marion's coming out of this. It's going to be great. Downtown is starting to come alive again. I hope they make, and this is my own opinion, I hope they make it two-way. Because who wants to go around the block seven times to find a parking spot? So, now I lost my train of thought. I'm thinking about food. <laughs> so you're going to pay things. You're going to do it in the spiritual. So in Marion, this is what we have a mindset. So when Pastor was here, he said, I will say this. I said, what's that? He goes, Marion is not New Albany. Because the mindset has been different. Our mindset is almost, it has been, let me watch how I say that. If we're not watching, our mindset is a poverty mindset. It is we'll never have this or we can't be out of this. It is just this. It is another drug this or that or whatever. I'm telling you, quit thinking that way and quit speaking. That is the enemy throwing lies at you to keep what he's got going. You and I need to jump into something a little stronger than that. Stronger than just this kind of drug or this kind of alcohol or this kind of system or whatever. But one that God says, my God supplies all my need, including those living in Marion. It isn't about, it's about God. Do I believe that? So then it doesn't matter if I'm in Marion or New Albany and I get it. We have to break the mindset. I'm talking to myself. God wants to break you out of where you're at. You can do the great things he's told you to do. Do you believe it? So if you have bills, then speak to the root. I mean, what, what is it? Well, I need this much money or I need this. I'm telling you, we've had stuff where we've needed things. And we're like, God, how do we get it? If we sit and wait and sit on our duffs and do nothing, nothing happens. But I'm telling you, if you just get this, God wants to help you. Sammy and I, my youngest son, he's like, Dad, we need money to go deer hunting. Now, to go deer hunting, you got to buy your ticket, your license, you got to buy your deer tag. 
not 40 bucks or $45 or something like that. <laughs> they were a little cheaper back when. The, but, you know, if you're budgeting, how many know sometimes that's for two, uh, double that, and you're like, oh, man, where am I going to pull that out of? Now, think about, uh, again, I'm trying to get you somewhere. My mindset would be, I'm never going to have that. I don't know how we're going to do that. Gee, I hope God, please impress on somebody to give me dear. You ever did that? What if we changed and started doing what that says? Father, help me move in a different realm. God, I believe you supply all of my need according to your riches and glory. And so, Father, if I want a deer hunt, I have authority. I'm believing for money to come in. And then I get this idea. Detail a car. I can do that. I walked into the bank just to make a deposit. And a teller goes, hey, I heard you. You detail cars. Would you detail my car? I said, sure. They said, how much do you charge? I said, Ooh. let's see, 15 for the tag. <laughs> That's what's going through my mind. And they said, listen, I'll give you. And they told me, I'm like, sweet. So I went home. I said, Sam, I, guess what we're doing today? And he goes, what? I said, we're detailing a car. So we took the next three or four hours and just made this car shine. The person was so impressed, they gave us $20 more. We tithed off that, went and bought our dear stuff. You see, idea or concept. Are you willing? Because money's not in heaven. God's going to give you a way to figure out how to get your stuff paid. If you're saying, well... I'm going to cut this off the root. PB said, don't pay your bills. And that's not what I'm saying. Pay your bills. Mr. Ohio Edison, I don't have to pay you because pastor told me not to. They're going to shut you off. Don't do that. Pay your bills. But you can Now, listen. You got to get this because you have to leave your flesh and operate in the spirit. If you're a very emotional person and you're very... You're going to have to... You have self-control because the Holy Spirit's in you. So you're going to have to exercise that. But you're going to have to go past what you feel. If you just base everything on your feelings, how many knows your feelings can be fickle? Feelings are followers. You're going to have to base it on your faith. You're going to convert this. Lord, I don't understand how you're going to do it. I don't have to understand. You're going to give me the idea. You know, I don't understand how the, the, the bolt and the nut were in the basket, but he knew where they were. That's okay by me. You don't have to tell me how they got there. I probably put them there years ago. Who knows? Maybe there's a bolt angel that threw one in there. I don't know. I don't care. All I know is I'm going to go get the bolt. That's where you told me it was. The devil is going to try to tempt you in the flesh through your five senses. That's where you're going to have to stop him. That's the way he has to tempt you, and that's where he has to tempt you, in the natural. That's his realm. You can get past that and get to the spiritual or the eternal realm. You go by the word of God. Mark eleven twenty three. 23, you know it says to say to the mountain... You can do that. Luke 17, 5, show us how to increase our faith. He's telling them about the mustard seed. Would it obey you? It might obey you. The Bible says that it will. It would obey you. It doesn't like it should, it could, it might, every once in a while. It says that it would. In other words, do I really believe it? I don't have to go, God, you know, help me. I can ask him for help, but then I believe that I receive and I can understand what he wants me to do. My kids come over. They don't have to beg me for food. 
They can just go to the refrigerator and get it. They don't have to ask me. It is my privilege. It is my honor because in Father's house, we want there to always be enough. Are you with me? It's just something they just give. If I take them through the drive-thru, they never worry. Is dad going to buy? If I'm saying, come on, we're going to go get something to eat. They don't have to go, oh, okay. And if they do and I say, no, I want to take care of it, they don't worry about it. So if you don't like being in debt, then do your part. Quit signing papers. Don't get in debt anymore. Believe God to get out of debt. Find ways to do that. You see, the enemy's going to get you to try to operate like just the natural in the flesh. But God wants you to operate past that. See, when you start operating in the spiritual, then you're just going to rain on the devil's parade. The cool thing is we're supposed to be like Jesus. Jesus, he'd do things and it just happened. Bang. And if we're supposed to be like Jesus, don't you want that? Sometimes it takes longer. There's a couple reasons. The reason might be our faith isn't built up enough. That could be. Or there could be just timing. You know, Maddie could be 12 and say, I want to drive today. Could she drive? Yes. But you'd be thankful that she's not. She's 23 and she's driving today. But at 12, no way. She could do, but it wouldn't be, it's not going to manifest till she's older. You understand? So there could be timing in some of that. But understanding there's other things. When I pray for people and I believe for their healing, I'm not asking, you know, I might ask them to locate their faith. But God has used me so many times in healing. When I pray, as far as I'm concerned, it's done. And here's what I want you to understand. At TLC, this is what I want you to know. We don't have to live by miracles. We don't have to have, well, church was this. or If we didn't have this knockdown, drag on, everybody running, white hankies flying, and blah, 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 blah. And I get that. And there's good services like that. So please don't misunderstand me. But this is what I want. Because things happen so every day that we're so tied into God. We're so strapped in. We are plugged into God. That it happens when Mallory's doing praise and worship and her team is up here. It happens. It happens just because you're in the presence of God and you believe it to happen. And it's just part of being alive and being a covenant believer. And you, I mean, you didn't have to have a special service. You know what's great? You can come in here and we can expect one thing. And I get it. But if we, we want to expect in the spiritual, God, what do you want? I just want to be obedient. I just want to worship you. Instead of, they didn't play my song. I mean, it's been four weeks and she has yet to play my song. Somebody better talk to her. You know, I've, I've had people tell me all kinds of stuff. Pastor, they're in my seat. I'm sorry? They're in my seat. I have sat there for years and you know that's my seat. Please. Literally happened. I went out, crawled around on the floor all around that seat, just waiting. Please, finally. So finally they said, what are you doing? I said, I was looking for your name. You can ask my wife. It was a true story. We had some other people come in and this is what they said. Now, again, preaching truth. You got to stop preaching that. If you stop, we're going to leave here, and so will our money. Exact words. I said, okay, let's pray. So we held hands in a circle. I said, Father, help them find a church where they can understand. And they dropped my hands real quick. You don't understand. If you don't quit preaching this, we're going to leave, and so will our money. Okay, let's pray. Father God, I hope they're a blessing to the next church they go. They just, oh, why? Because we got to get this thing down. We got to get to where we understand this is more than just coming to church for a social club. Social club is over. Let's do this thing right. 
Let's because Jesus is alive and well. When, when things happen, we pray, we believe, and it happens. Mark 4, 35, evening came, Jesus said to the disciples, let's cross over to the other side. Jesus is telling them, here's what we're going to do. Do you know who you are in Christ? He's not saying, well, if the weather's this or if the weather's that. He, he knows who he You can control things in your life. Because you have authority over things. Anytime you have anything of value or moving forward towards your destiny, there's always going to be an obstacle in front of it. The enemy will make sure of it. There's always going to be something that's going to try to get you off course, get you off focus, get you somewhere off in the distance and so that you get out of the, again, think about it, get out of the spiritual realm, get into the flesh. You ever just got where somebody just ticked you off and you said some things? Worked your neck and just said, oh, and you went ahead and went off and then you can't take all that back. I mean, you can apologize and that's good. But boy, once they're out, it's like trying to put toothpaste back into the tube. Just is it? Because the enemy's good. He just wants to get you into the dirt with them. That's what he does. But you can stay higher than that. You have the authority. That's our fourth thought. We're going to finish this up pretty quick. Know whose you are and use your spiritual authority. So don't try to fight it in the mental and the natural. You have to fight it with God. Let God and the faith do the fighting. Just believe it and send faith to work. Your five senses is where the enemy is going to fight you with. Because if you can get past that, it's past the enemy's authority. The Bible says that those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. You've got to say, all right, God, I just believe you. I just believe you. Everybody say this, with God all things are possible. He's asking me to change a few things. I mean, just in this service. But Listen. I've done stuff that I'm just like out on a limb. And I, you know, I don't know how I'm going to get back, but I've gone out because I feel like he's like pushing me out. So I'm going to push out. You ready? Here we go. <laughs> you, some of you heard this story before, but this is one of the first times the Lord used me. I was speaking, there's, I don't know how many people, hundred, couple hundred people in a place. And the Lord had told me, he said, there, this is, and I'm talking. So he's, again, now think about this in the level of the realm I'm talking to you about. He says to me, he said, there's somebody here that's blind. And he wants to heal them. I said, in my mind, go ahead. Because I was busy, you know, I'm, I'm preaching, come on. And he's, so I'm, I'm still talking, and he says, they're, they're on your right. Well, help yourself. They're four rows back. Okay. It's a, it's a woman. So finally, I say, and I'm paraphrasing, just trying to get to the point. God wants to heal somebody here that's blind. There's a lady on this side. She's sitting about four rows back. God wants to restore your sight. Elderly woman gets up, white cane, people helping her. And then, now, I'm, I'm just being as honest as I can be with you. 
I'm seeing this thinking, what have I done? So now I've got to get myself in line with what the Lord has told me. Do I believe he told me, or do I believe that tricks are for kids? Silly rabbit. So I'm just like, Lord, this is, now. I'm just telling you my, am I, you know, am I, I'm not polished. I'm just like, you told me to do this, so you're going to do it. That's my stance. And that's pretty much as simple as it gets. So she comes out. Somebody's leading her. She comes out, and I've told you the story. She comes up to me, and I am just almost like looking at that eight-point buck that was sitting in front of me. And her eyes are all covered in gray, looks almost like cloudy, silky, yucky stuff. Like when you get sleep in your eye, that kind of, I mean, and she comes up, she can't see, put my hands over her eyes, and I am like, oh, please, please. But I'm not having to beg because my system is already in force. But my, my mind wants to go into that natural realm. But my spirit is saying, you've already believed it. You have declared by using authority to get her out. Come on. And now she's come. She has put her faith in motion by coming up. I think I just said, I just blind, leave these eyes. I don't even remember my exact prayer. Sight, you come back. Took my hand off her eyes and her eyes... I'll never forget this as long as I live. Her eyes were crystal clear. The color was all back in her eyes, and she blinked, and she goes. Now, I took my hands off, and I was like, now, and I knew it was going to happen, but to see it happen, it's almost like being and seeing Shamu jump out of the water for the first time. You know, and if you're, if you're on TV, that's great, but if you're right there, you're like, that is a big fish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's a reason there's the splash row, because I'm, I mean, so I, I'm like, oh my gosh, you, yes, and she, this is what she does, I can see, and she starts doing that, and my wife was sitting there, and her friend was sitting there, she goes, I didn't know he did that, and Kim leans over and goes, first time, <laughs> and she goes, I can see, and let me tell you, now listen to what I'm saying. This is how faith is converted. You don't have to be a scientist. You need to be a believer. You need to believe that what God said is true. She could see the whole place erupted, and then people started coming, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Why? Somebody had stirred the waters of faith. What has got you stirred up? I'm glad you're not in the splash row here because I'm spitting everywhere. What's got you stirred up? Do you really believe if God said it, that settles it? If he said there's going to be three-headed dogs outside the building, I'd be looking for a three-headed dog when we left. I mean, anything is possible with God. The Browns could win a Super Bowl someday. As long as they didn't use their helmets and hit anybody. I just found out about that. (laughs) High five, John. This is all about what we believe. How do we believe it? Do we really believe that you are an ambassador for Christ? Do you know people are looking at you? Because they don't know Jesus, but they'll know them through you. So let's be who we're supposed to be. Let's do what we're supposed to do.
Ephesians 1.3 says this, All praise God the Father, our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Remember the woman that touched his robe? If I can just get to it. She already declared it. She'd already done everything in the natural. She spent all her money. It wasn't working. We have a world that says it's not working. But we need people like you and like me that'll say, you got to go past this natural thing. You need Jesus. And Jesus in the spiritual will make everything work. She said, I get a hold of his garment. He didn't even know she touched him, did he? Because the Bible says, he said, who touched me? You think Jesus would turn around and say, how you doing? Noticed you touched me there. He didn't know her. But because she had declared and understood the principle that you're learning today. It wasn't about what she felt. She knew spiritually, I'm going to a place the enemy can't get me. And grabbed, and she got her healing. Here's our last point, and I'm going to finish this out. You must act. You're going to have to do it. You have to put your own hand to it. The Israelites had the promised land, but they were still occupied. They still had to go and take it. They still had to do what God said. So you have to receive his instruction, believe his instruction, act on his instruction, and enjoy the harvest. When I go get a deer, I just go get it, and you know, then I've already made room. I've got to think, you know, some of the time she's like, you could get a deer today. We got no room to put it. We don't have any room in the freezer or whatever. You know why? Because it works. She already knows. He's going to get a deer, and he's going to bring it back. You know, I prayed. I was praying one time for God. God, I, I, I'd like to have a motorcycle. Just because I wanted to be the Fonz. No, but I just I thought it was cool, and Pastor Gary had a motorcycle. I'm like, oh, that'd be awesome. You know what PK said? I can't get in agreement with that. Don't, don't pray for that. I'm not going to get in agreement with that. Because you know why? Because if we prayed for it, it happened. I would get one. I, I would find God would show me somewhere to get the money. or some, I mean, if that's what I wanted, it would happen. And you might say, oh, I don't believe that. She already knows that to be true. She said, just, I'll, I'll agree with you for your Starsky and Hutch Torino, but not the motorcycle. I'm like, okay, I'm good with that. It is real faith. You see, God isn't holding things back. He's already, he's already released it. It's like you're about to experience Thanksgiving, most of us. Hopefully all of us. But this is what you're saying. This is how easy this is. Pass the biscuits. They're already on the table. Do you see them? See, and that's the difference between... I believe that God supplies all my need. Now, if, if you don't believe that, you can't see the biscuits. I can see them. If I need biscuits, he'll supply them. If there's not biscuits on the table, I obviously didn't need biscuits. Maybe I don't need biscuits. <laughs> but this is about saying, God, I want to operate in another realm. I've been going about this thing kind of backwards. I've been doing everything the way I feel. Did you know that when we follow God, it isn't always about your feelings? He might have you go over and talk to somebody that you don't feel you want to. But yet, there's blessings from following that. Bow your heads, close your eyes, please. First Corinthians 15, 